0: Hello and welcome back once again to the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. This is episode 74. John and Wendy talked to our Sherm 19 International Blogger Pals. I'm your host, John.
1: And I'm Wendy. How are you doing, John?
0: I am well, Wendy. We talked briefly before we started recording. It's been a little while since yep. Sherm 19 We wanted to do a, I don't want to call it a formal recap, but maybe a uh, have a recap that's out there. I, I know you've written some <laughs> blog posts. We've had some friends write some things that you know as we reflect, even with the bronchitis that I got at the end, I think Sherm 19 was just a phenomenal experience for us.
1: Yes, it was. It was a whirlwind. We got there Saturday and uh, you wanted to have some Chinese so we put it out there and holy moly, people came out to have dinner with us, which was fantastic. We had about 30 people join us for uh, dinner at the Joyful House in Las Vegas. Just had some great food and some great conversation. Met a lot of people that I hadn't met before. I, I was a little surprised at who all showed up. I don't know about you, but and it kind of started the whole trip on such a positive note for me that I knew the rest of the week was just going to continue to humble us and blow my mind at who all wanted to hang out.
0: (laughs) I absolutely agree. I got in Friday, had a great time, Paula Harvey and Jeff Luttrell and several other folks that evening, Jeff Nally. But when you got in Saturday, we got to spend some time together prepping for our Sunday presentation. The Saturday dinner though. Yes, it was absolutely great. The, The meal, the food itself was, was tremendous. The company was so great. And you're right. There were people that came that, didn't necessarily expect. Uh, some people yeah. got in late or, or ended up missing out. We did. We had a great crowd, great conversations. And then you and I took a an excursion after that for Cake Shakes. Oh, that was insane.
1: <laughs> uh, that
0: was quite a show. And yeah. thanks to Tracy Sponenberg for you know suggesting that. Yes. Uh, great time. Sunday morning was an absolute joy.
1: Yeah.
0: I know we didn't really know what to expect. We are so appreciative of Callie Zippel inviting us to speak to the to the Emerging Professionals group. I think, Wendy, I thought it went as, as well or if not better than I expected, As yes. we didn't know. We didn't know what to expect. Appreciate some of our blogger pals coming in to help out. Thanks to Steve Brown for stopping by to kind of calm the nerves before we started. We'll have an episode soon with Kevin Hubbard, who was yep. kind enough to join us on the stage for the live recording piece of the presentation, but yeah, uh, Wendy, it was very exciting. Yeah. Very humbling. Again, just to spend time particularly with uh, an audience that hopefully maybe there some of them are listening to this show now, uh, but found us <laughs> so. through that presentation was, was a lot of fun.
1: It really was. And again, just being able to see all those, not young folks, but new people new into the profession. Um, a lot of students And um, see them get excited about about HR. So that was awesome. And you know, and then trying to get around the convention hall (laughs) in Las Vegas was was interesting. That place is is huge, which it has to be. But then that evening um, at the expo hall, having our live Twitter chat with Namely, how how fun was that? Again, people just showing up, and it was so nice to kind of have one place to see a lot of people and say hello and. I have to say though, I think that tested I don't know about you, but it tested my limits of being able to tweet, talk, drink, and hug at the same time. I don't know if I'm quite that uh multi-dimensional in being able to do all of those, but we did have a great conversation. We had some fun people, um, or a lot of people join us from away. John Cates was there, of course. He's always there, which is awesome. And and Missy and uh and Josh from minnesota joined us vicariously so it was a lot of fun to see who was there and the only downside was i was too tired after that to go around and see who had good stuff
0: <laughs> i think the chat itself when it went as well as it could not having yeah. tried to produce a chat moderate a chat while having something live i'm really excited for how well it went mm-hmm. Thanks to some magic behind the scenes, we had all our questions preloaded and that doesn't hurt. But yes, trying to do all the things you mentioned and take pictures was extremely challenging. Cannot thank Nora and Namely Enough for having us at the booth. Their drink was quite the hit. (laughs) As we've boasted, we do believe we are the only Twitter chat to ever have a drink and, and, and such a setup like that absolutely phenomenal time. Great to, a lot of people stopped by to, to meet us, old friends and new friends. Yes. People came by because they saw the drink and they right. wanted, <laughs> we ran out of drink uh, yep. 30 minutes in, which never would have dreamed, just no. never would have expected that type of response. And that's, uh, on, that's yeah. good. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I spent some time on the floor afterwards, got mm-hmm. to see my pals at Arc, and went by and stopped by a couple other places that had recommend that we see them check out the folks at soul work because they had hero superhero capes. And I thought that was really, really cool. One of the more fun things that people were handing out this year, met a few other folks as well. And then obviously did conference type things actually went to some sessions Monday. And then Tuesday was another kind of whirlwind because we spent a good portion of the morning recording.
1: We did. Um, And that was a, that was a lot of fun recording with Callie our, our third crossover episode with uh, Callie Zippel and, on Honest HR, the Sherm podcast. So we recorded an episode with her and uh, she recorded an episode with us, which was a lot of fun. And, and now kind of knowing uh, we have to figure out how to get to uh, be sure we don't sound like we're on NPR um, a little bit more. I think <laughs> I still I can't listen to it without picturing us in the awesome sweaters. But I told Callie next time.
0: It was a good learning experience. We're going to talk a little more about audio here in a minute or two. But yeah. yes, it was a it was a, a good learning experience. And then I have to say, Tuesday evening was the unexpected, yes, amazement of the week. We were lucky enough Saturday night for dinner. Eli from True Work had joined us for dinner, and we were talking a bit about the fact that we were looking to have another event, a gathering of sorts. And mm-hmm. that we knew there were people that would be interested in having something. And Eli and True Work came through like we couldn't have believed. <laughs> just, right? I just don't know what else to say.
1: Uh, right? Absolutely that was stunned awesome.
0: At the response, I-, I would say, Wendy, we had what, close to 50 people oh, over yeah. that period of time at that happy hour, or two, I maybe think so. even more. I The community that came together, it was really fun to see who was there, people I would have not necessarily expected to come. Right? Very appreciative that they did. Got some great opportunity to talk to folks I hadn't seen in a while, just a great time. And I know the folks at TrueWork were really pleased. They seem to be having a great time and, and meeting a lot of folks and being a startup. It's a great opportunity to connect with a lot of HR professionals. And yeah, I just think all around, it was a phenomenal time. Yeah, Again, a, an unexpected joy. <laughs> <laughs> it was not. That was definitely not on our map, I, at least not on mine.
1: No, it, it wasn't. It was kind of one of those last minute things to say, you know, we, there are other people that were saying, yeah, I don't know what we're going to do Tuesday evening. And hey, why not? And for True Work to come out, they knocked it out of the park. It was a great location, fairly easy to find. Uh, not that anything's easy to find in those hotels uh, with all the casino, but <laughs> we found it. And thank you. Thank you, True Work, so much. That was a, a lot of fun.
0: It says something, Wendy, that we're hosting the event and we were not there first. True. <laughs> like, I think we were still running around doing stuff. We, you but know, no, it, it, we it were. Was, it was fun. It I, was a surprise.
1: I think I was trying to get uh, an autograph on a book or something. And yeah, eh. but.
0: Well, they started without us, but they kept it going with us. Yeah. It, it really was a lot of fun. It was, it
1: was lots of fun.
0: I think the second big surprise of the week was Wednesday morning when we reconvened with Callie to do a video shoot, not understanding (laughs) that they made me up and they made you up. Yes. Yeah, I didn't uh, expect
1: that at all. I did get lectured from my husband because I wasn't wearing solid colors. Because if you're going to be on um, in video, you should wear solid colors. Izzy prints don't translate well. And I, I had to explain, I didn't realize... What exactly we were going to be doing. I would have dressed entirely differently, <laughs> but to have that opportunity to talk with Callie again, talking about finding your voice, I think that's kind of, kind of becoming our theme is helping people to find their voice and, and get out there and talk. And so that was just loads of fun. Yeah, blew my mind. Uh, John and I had the first, our first makeup experience together because I've never had my makeup professionally done. And I know it's shocking to everybody out there, but neither has John.
0: The worst part was the hairspray in the beard. <laughs> if I had known that I needed to trim up, I would have trimmed up. Now, did not mean they wouldn't have used it? But when yeah, she so they probably that still tiny would have comb but... out. That was yeah. That was the worst part. Was the <laughs> just how that felt afterwards. I, again, and and it's funny because my podcast brethren for my other show got wind of the pictures. They have had a field day with
1: um, them. So
0: that's been. I am still living that down. <laughs> look forward to sharing that video content once it is available, yep. they've not put it out yet. Again, we can't thank Callie enough. And, yes. and we're certainly you, thinking of her and her in her mm-hmm. current situation and all. Again, just a, a great conference all around, seeing so many old friends, meeting many new friends, meeting folks that stop by to say hello, that they listen to the show and, and we're appreciating what we're doing, Wendy, again it's always humbling and a joy. And we talked about it a little bit with Callie on her show that it's something you don't get you I still not used to it I I don't ever want to get used to it right. because I think it's it really is uh something
1: <laughs> it, it is it, it's and it's it's a lot of fun it's a lot more fun than I I thought it would be yeah I kind of hope I don't get used to it
0: <laughs> well I think we've talked enough about yes. us and Sherm 19 other than we did really enjoy it look forward to next year in San Diego mm-hmm. Of course, we're going to be together very, very soon in at HR Florida, mm-hmm. and we've got some other things still going this year. Let's talk a little bit about the reason we put this show together. Last year, we put together two different episodes. I believe it's episode 22 and 23 are interviews with some of our international friends. And we did it at the time because... We thought it would be fun to talk to them, but we also knew it would be easy to get them in our time zone <laughs> right? together, right? Uh, and not trying to do it all, trying to get all these people from all literally all over the globe. Yeah. This time, it, it we had a few folks come back, mm-hmm. so you're going to hear Renee Robertson, originally from New Zealand, now in Australia; Mofoto Safali from South Africa, and Anish Aravind from India. If you've not listened to their previous shows, I would certainly recommend to go back and listen to those because what we wanted to do was simply get an update. Mm-hmm. And and so these are not our traditional question connection and full-blown interviews. This is more, Hey, how you doing? What's going on in your world and, and what, what has changed in the last year. Yep. So I think it was a lot of fun to, to catch up and, and do that.
1: It was, and it was neat to hear what's, you know, we talked a little bit more about what's going on where they are and to see the issues. I think the cool thing is the issues that are going on, are almost universal. So things that we deal with in the United States, they're dealing with in South Africa, in India, in, in Australia. So I, I like that a lot, that uh, as large as the world is, we're all dealing with people.
0: <laughs> we said it last year and it, and it still resonates. Yes, it and does. It, that, ha- that has not changed. Yep. I want to mention audio very quickly. Some of you may be aware that prior to Sherm 19, I made an investment and upgraded our audio equipment that we travel with. Really, really excited. This was my first time using it. I learned some things that unfortunately I wish I had learned prior to sitting down in Vegas with folks. I believe the sound is good. I'm going to ask for some forgiveness in a couple spots because I know now what I need to address next time. Again, I wish I'd had an opportunity to do a little more. I certainly made everything work. I, I make sure that everything worked. I check levels. But there's a couple things that that as I started listening to the files, I said, oh, no, you probably won't notice it. I'm going to ask for forgiveness. So if you do and go, John, why did you put this out? The content is great. The people are awesome. And we wanted to make sure we shared. Just wanted to put that out there as you listen to the, the next little bit. It may sound a little different than usual. And of course, it's always going to sound different when we're recording live. However, this one's a little bit because it's an experiment of sorts, as I figure it out. With no further ado, here are Renee, Mafoto, and Anish. And we'll see you on the other side. We're excited to be recording directly from the Sherm Bloggers Lounge here in Las Vegas. Hopefully you're going to notice a a sound change if you listen to last year's episode with our guest. Uh, We have upgraded significantly. (laughs) Uh, We each have a microphone now. And I'm just really excited that Renee made the trip back from Australia again.
1: Yes, definitely. So excited to to see you and hang out again, Renee. It is lovely to be here. So are you caught up on uh, sleep and feeling like a human? I felt pretty terrible
2: yesterday <laughs> um, but today i feel significantly more human even though awesome. i did have my three drink limit last night uh, nice i'm pretty pleased i'm not hung over <laughs> well,
0: we were thrilled that you were coming back to be on the blog squad again you had a, a major step up i would say or a really exciting thing in that you actually spoke at the conference i mean can you talk a little bit about your topic and i know some of the listeners maybe even took part i know you did a survey that some people helped out talk a little bit about that and kind of how the reception was
2: Okay, excellent. I am... I've been doing some speaking around using LinkedIn and Twitter for professional development, and this year came to speak about using that in a global HR context. So thinking about getting out of our heads when we're practicing day-to-day HR and looking at what other people are doing around the world and and where you can take lessons from other people. Um, what I guess the biggest thing for me has been I started working in New Zealand and have since moved to Australia and. They have quite different legislative contexts and I thought that that was most of what I did and looking back at it now, realising that that's maybe like 5 or 10% of what I do in HR and because we're HR people, we're actually quite good at understanding policy and procedure and applying it to real life situations so it's much less of an issue. So the global side of things is that you can take a lesson from the Netherlands the same as you... Can take a lesson from New Zealand or Nigeria and apply it, and use best practice from there in your own workplace.
1: People are people. Pe- people, people are people. are, they yeah. are
2: consistent.
3: And, yes.
0: And what's interesting, especially you know, I maybe I'll maybe we'll talk a little about that survey that you did. Was that to a global audience that you were and? and Was that, did you get a lot of global response? Yeah,
2: so I had, I surveyed people in, I think it was November 2018, and asked people via LinkedIn and Twitter and people to share it if they would participate in a survey around how they use professional like how they use social media for professional development themselves and who they admire. Um, and I had a really good response. 76% of respondents were from the States, but we had people from Canada, from Nigeria, from the UK, Australia, New Zealand, all over. Um, and it was funny because consistently they said a lot of the same thing. And, <laughs> and they, they talked about a lot of the same people. And a lot of those people are actually here at SHRM.
0: Including you, including,
2: including me, me. <laughs> yeah. Including me. So it's
1: so nice to be back here. That's awesome. So what uh, what's been new with you in the last year?
2: Um, well, I have had a really full-on year. It's been my, I guess, first full year back after having a baby. And oh wow! Which which is good. Which yes. is good. Like mostly good. There's <laughs> um, a distinctly amount of less sleep in my life than there was pre-baby right Uh, right. but other than that um, my company has gone through a global merger and we're now the third largest hearing aid manufacturer in the world Um, so that's been a really interesting process because I've been involved at I guess a leadership level and decision making around small like mergers and acquisitions and, and small scale things but having that done to you is quite different when you're in a regional base and you're not in the global office. So that's been a really interesting experience,
1: I guess, from a change management perspective. Sure, that's it's interesting. So my company's doing a lot of mergers, but all within the states. And, you know, looking at doing things different across state lines can sometimes look like doing things around the world, from what I've understood. Um, have you seen any... How has that affected your work now that you're no longer regional, you're global.
2: I think we're probably still to see the full impact of it. I was okay. already working across Asia Pacific in my okay. role. Um, I think the hardest thing about it has been looking at change management from the outside perspective rather than being having... conversation at the time and myself having uncertainty when I'm supporting other people through uncertainty whereas quite often is the case in HR you kind of know what's happening a little bit more and then you're supporting someone else through it but then you have that yourself sure it really does dial things up a notch I think (laughs) like all the same things are true but
1: you are I guess a little bit more in the vice sure sure so it's so you guys were acquired then. So you're going into a larger...
2: No, we're I, actually... Well, it's it's a merger of equals. So it's okay. a 51-49% okay. situation. So it's a really... Like, it's fabulous for the company. Sure. It's, it's purely about growth, which is really exciting. So that's a nice story to tell when you're talking to people right. about that. But any kind of change like that does give people sure. uncertainty, and it's always hard to work through.
1: Right. And then as the HR person, you're supposed to help them through it while trying to go through it yourself
2: yeah so we've gone from like a regional model to now we have a global hr head that we report through to which which wasn't the case before so that'll be interesting as far as process and policy and and how that works in, in our new world
0: well beyond speaking this year what has been what's been your favorite presentation or have you gotten to much stuff or you know now that you're You are truly a global practitioner anyway, you know, being part, but were you looking at the global track or, you know, I guess what was your game plan beyond speaking at the conference this year?
2: I always look at the global track just because I think, especially when countries I haven't had a lot of experience with, I'll go along to their sessions. Like a few years ago, I went to one on Singapore and now I work across Singapore, which is really interesting. Um, Yesterday, my absolute highlight was Brene Brown. I like to think that because we basically have the same name. um, Basically. That we're very close. Your best friends, right? I mean, she would say that. I don't know if I would. (laughs) But, (laughs) no, that was really phenomenal she's an incredible speaker and yesterday because I was speaking in the afternoon I didn't get to as many things as I wanted to go to but today I'm really excited I kind of I'm a bit of a non-planner like I'll have a couple of sessions that I really want to go to but otherwise it's where the wind takes me how I feel um checking out whether something I feel like something strategic or, or last last year I got to go to the Ohio and the Illinois state conferences which was really cool and one of the sessions I went to was about compensation and benefits from a legal perspective and it's not really something I deal with and that's like we would deal with comp and been really differently in Australia and it was so interesting just to go to something completely different from my day-to-day
0: well having so you've done state conferences now, and it is. so is this your first time in Las Vegas?
2: Uh, I've been to Las Vegas once before with my younger brother. He was in charge of booking the hotel. It looked like something out of like CSI Las Vegas. <laughs> um, so that was very different than staying right. at the Venetian. Sure, sure.
0: And that was was that that was, assuming that was not for a conference. No, that was, that, was not another, for a okay, conference. Okay. That was
2: um, my little brother wanting to take me and my husband to Vegas and. It was a great experience. I spent about $1.50 on penny slot machines. <laughs> I'm not a big gambler. Uh, so <laughs> very different experience.
0: It, it, well, you said, you, you said not much of a plan or any other big, or I guess, anything else you're looking forward to the next day or two? or, or do, What are other plans that you have when you're in the States?
2: Um, I'm having a bit of a flying visit at the moment. I think the real highlight for me every time I come here is just speaking to people and having those incidental conversations that you don't even know are about to happen. Like this morning I was talking to a guy on the bus who was sitting next to me and he is at a learning management system company and looking at implementing an HRIS. And it was so funny having that conversation with someone who lives in a completely different context than I completely different organization and it's those conversations that I really love when I come here that just makes you think about stuff that you assumed to be true really differently
0: or Renee for those that aren't following you already that maybe didn't hear you last year that heard you now and are going to go back and listen to that other show which I believe I think we talked about this Wendy that you're episode is the highest downloaded we've ever had. I I think it was both the international episodes we did last year were really successful. I think yours was the top but those that didn't listen that are now what's the best way for them to reach you out there?
2: Uh, Definitely Twitter. So my handle is Renee Robbers um, or LinkedIn but I have a rule on LinkedIn where I always like to respond to people with a note because you get so many business development um, contacts on LinkedIn and I have a really hard time being polite so I always find it's best that I have a conversation with someone, don't know what they want before I connect with them there. Uh, but definitely Twitter.
0: Didn't, didn't I used to say, please personalize your note?
2: Did. I love that. I just think uh, it shows so much respect for the person's time that you're trying to connect with. Like, unless it's someone I'm sitting with and going, I'm connecting with you on LinkedIn now when this is real life. I just, it's so weird not to send a note.
0: I'm so thankful that someone else somebody for the other side of the planet will say the same thing that i did so thank I, you for I validating care. that
1: I, I don't i i can ignore your email if you're i mean you're not calling me personally you're not calling my phone yeah. i don't care i can i can delete your message i get weirdly aggressive about it and like can't help but engage so
2: <laughs> i need to be careful
1: if you're going to be one of those that engages yeah you need to be careful i if i don't like what you say i delete
0: Well, that was LinkedIn talk. Yes. So, again, Renee, as always, a pleasure to see you. I know we'll see you out there on the internets, but uh, wish you well, and we will talk again soon.
2: Thanks for coming.
0: Welcome back. We are here once again with Mafota Safali. Mafota joined us last year from South Africa, and was Mafota, it's great to see you again. It's been great to keep up, but not only were you back as a blogger and uh, kind of participant – in Sherm 19, but you also spoke. Uh, can you talk a little bit about the experience, You know why you decided to apply, and a little bit about that particular experience speaking?
3: Absolutely. First things first, hello, John. Hello, Wendy. Thank you so much for having me back on HR Social Hour. Yes, um, this year I was invited back as a blogger, and I was offered the speaking uh, on the Smart Stage opportunity, and I took it up. Um, a little bit of a joke. I put out there on Twitter sometime last year that I wanted to start speaking again. And this is after me seeing people who are speakers really um, changing people's lives, like especially transformational speakers they've really made a big, a big impact, and their reach is quite um, quite wide. So I thought, let me try and get back into it. I did do drama in high school. My father said, "Look, I don't think it's something that we want you to do for for a living." So, um, so the speaking really comes from the fact that I do love the stage, I do love being on stage, and I do have the gift of, uh, the gift of the gab. <laughs> so when Mary um, Kaler offered me the smart stage opportunity after putting it out on Twitter and I really joked about it, I said I might, um, you know, start speaking at my friend's uh, kiddies parties as an MC (laughs) and things like that. (laughs) I said, I really need to build my speaking. And when she offered it to me, I said, it's either I take it or I regret this moment. For the rest of my life, because it is something that I want to do, and I was, um, you know, also an MC, a co-MC at our HR conference at work this year. So I did have a mini platform to to practice. So that's how the speaking um, opportunity came up, and very very happy to to have done that. How how was it
1: speaking? You you mentioned in your in your talk, and I love the line. You flew eighteen hours to speak for eighteen
3: minutes. <laughs> this was me begging um, Wendy for. I was begging the backstage guy <laughs> to play a Salif Keita song for me to get on stage. Uh, oh, okay. He said to me, we don't do that kind of thing. I said, my man, I flew 18 hours to speak for 18 <laughs> minutes. The least you can do is play me Africa by Salif <laughs> Keita. So, um, then as he laughed, they laughed and they agreed. They were like, wow, 18 hours? Yeah. So like every hour, for one minute for every hour that you flew, and I said yes. So it was an icebreaker for me. I said, um, and it really was. I mean, I flew from Johannesburg... Of, Up through Accra, Ghana, we refueled, and then I, you know, touched down in D.C. That was an 18-hour flight. It was very long to the East Coast. Then I had to do another five and a half hours to the West. I I took a break in between. But, yeah, so dedication, I, I would, like, this opportunity meant that much to me um a global stage was obviously very intimidating um you know i think because you know you kind of go you want to start small and then go big You, you you go your goal is to speak on a global stage you start with your smaller stages but you know having the global stage and then having to then get opportunities to speak elsewhere is is really good so the 18 hours for 18 minutes was yeah that's totally worth it yeah
0: what was your actual topic? Unfortunately, I wasn't able to make your smart stage presentation. What, what did you talk about?
3: So the topic was getting and staying social at Sherm um, at Sherm 19, um, but what Mary did allow me. So she allowed me to talk about my journey to Sherm. And basically, how I found um, out about Sherm on social media. So she asked me to share a little bit about that. It was a bit of a funny story that I told about my Uber driver trying to um, dodge speaking to an Uber driver, you know, <laughs> avoiding a conversation with him. And not because I was being rude, but honestly because I'd become I was coming out of um, a prayer session and then I just needed to recollect my thoughts and just to let them percolate a bit. So I then put my earphones on and I, you know, started trolling on Twitter so, just so that I look busy. And I found Next Chat. and Next Chat, you know, the HR-related questions, and I was like, "Wow, this is great!" And you know, everyone's like, "Hey, Mary, you know, this and that." So, the basis of my conversation and my, you know, my, my presentation was, "How did you um, basically get to Sherm? And then I then spoke to guys about um, what to do on social media. I think what I shared was, you know, the hashtag you want to, you know, use the use the hashtag, how social media actually helps you to network, and the benefits of using social media because I think that coming to conference is a massive investment so you need to kind of leverage all the resources that are available to you and I spoke specifically to how you can use social media to connect with people and then finally I spoke about the social media etiquette and I think what's really close to my heart is just the whole positive vibrations that I think we should all put out on social media and in the world yeah what a good topic so it's been a year since we've seen you
1: and we've been connected. Obviously, we've still chatted and talked between, you know, through all the
3: various social medias that we're connected with. But tell us what's been new with you. Sure. So my New Year's resolution was to do the most, guys. And I think, you know, you put these things out there and when they do happen to you, <laughs> you have to take them as they, as they come. But um, what happened to me last year is I've been in talent acquisition for over 11 years. I worked, um, my final gig in, in TA was putting together the my organization's employer brand and employee value proposition framework. So that was my outro, which I really loved and enjoyed putting together. I was then offered a diversity and inclusion role, which is, you know, specific, it's, it's particularly close to my heart. I think the initiatives and the pillars that are within my portfolio are quite great. So, you know, we look at um, transformation, you know, one pillar, then we look at disability. Then I also work on, generations and then we look at gender um, issues so it's things that I've taken I've I've always had an interest in and it's a lot of culture work Um, and I think what I'm doing with this role is I'm trying to map my way to becoming a CHRO somewhere so you can't, well, you can, let me not say you can't. I think that um, you you kind of need to understand holistically the, the holistic offering of HR before you can actually lead an entire organizational, um, an HR role in an organization. So essentially, this is what's been happening. So six months, new role. I feel, yeah, you know, in talent acquisition, I was like, you know, like now I feel like a, a small fit what uh, a small fish it's in a big, a big pond, pond where I used to feel like a big fish in a small pond. And <laughs> T A as like a specialist. So yeah, learn huge learning curve.
0: Well, beyond just for you personally, we talked briefly before we started recording, some changes from a legislative or H R perspective. In the country, you can you talk a little bit more about some of the changes over the last year?
3: Yes, absolutely. I think what's really exciting and what's buzzing in South Africa now is, in terms of inclusion and diversity, we're starting to see paternity leave popping up at a lot of organisations. Um, a lot of fathers, whether you know they're natural fathers or they've adop- adopted, um, you know, their children, they're starting to. And I don't know whether, you know, the policy needed to be signed off or it wasn't existing and things like that. But um, what we're seeing is a lot of fathers also speaking out and saying, guys, we also want to spend time with our children. So now that paternity leave policy has actually kicked in and a lot of organizations are implementing it, it's a big buzz for us in in South Africa. I don't see it, and and, and I hope that, um, you know, it actually trickles across the rest of the continent. But it's a really nice and warm and fuzzy thing to see where roles on traditionally the woman must take care of the baby which we don't mind cuz you know these are babies but i mean you know doing it together and also seeing men get in their rights is is absolutely awesome so that's what's big in south africa
0: is there a standard or kind of a set you know is it 2 weeks 6 weeks 6 months any kind of is it a, a yes i guess nationally driven or is it kind of more company to company it is, organization it or? is it's
3: nationally driven john and i Honestly, I don't want to. I know that for women, it's four months. Um, you know, nationally, national policy, four months um, paid. But I know that you, you know, not all companies adopt it. So it depends on the type of contract that you're on and things like that. But it's four months, and then you have an option of taking an extra two months for women. Um, for men, I think it's two weeks. I really stand to be corrected. I really didn't look at the finer detail. I think it's two to four weeks, and they can take additional time if they need to. That's really neat.
1: It's nice to see that coming worldwide, to to it. Um, and I know just the conversations I had with my husband when we were having kids, and like, no, you you can take twelve weeks, and it's and it was one in the in the states, and it was just, I, no, I don't need to. Well, maybe you should. <laughs>
3: really? So has it always been there for men in it's, America? It's
1: available okay. as part of the Family Medical Leave Act yes. to to care for a baby. You know. But they don't do it because it's not socially uh, very
3: popular. I guess, I guess what we're seeing now is the awareness right. that's being created and driven. And um, maybe what's happening is um, perhaps it was frowned upon in organizations and corporates, we don't know. But, yeah, so now that um, it's being driven as, you know, a proper campaign to say paternal leave, men also have, you know, the right to spend time with their newborn children or their newly acquired or adopted children. Um, so, yeah, I think I think that's fantastic. I think it's great. That's awesome. So what's, uh, what's on the agenda for the upcoming year? Sure. So, yes, back to doing the most. I am super excited and... It is honestly, um, it's mind blowing. Uh, after I spoke on Sunday, I was debriefing with uh, you know with the team, and I was offered uh, an opportunity to do something that I really love and something that I really enjoy. So I'm going to be learning a lot from you guys as well, <laughs> um, and I'm happy to announce that um, Africa is getting a next chat. That's, that's so, so awesome. Um, so awesome. That's amazing because remember. I am a night owl, so I'm, I'm up <laughs> at like nine, 8, nine p.m., ten p.m., depending on the you know the clock shifting. So what we're going to do is we're going to you know align with a few people, work with a few organizations, um, chapters, and we are going to you know do some research just to find out what times and what slots would actually suit African um, African people. It's not just going to be a South African thing, and this is what I'm excited about. And I'm actually meeting with the Nigerian delegation. I have a friend from Kenya. I'm trying to get Tanzania on board pan-african remember yeah pan-african not south african so what i'm trying to do is have the whole continent get together learn share network and really talk about all things hr and um we are work in africa so really replicating the model that's been used here and hoping to really um make a big impact in africa I love that so much. And then
0: maybe someday you'll be tweeting about, hey, John, or hey, Wendy, or hey, other people from Next Chat that are contributing at whatever time it is in our time zones. Mm -hmm. That you can say, hey. Yes. Yes. Uh,
3: So, yeah. So, yeah. That's that's, that's a secret. So, Mary and I were talking about who's going to be the first guest. And we kind of, you know… took two minutes going, oh, maybe you should anoint it. No, maybe that person. But we definitely intend on having, because remember, it's not going to be on a weekly basis um, as a start. We're thinking fortnightly will be great, but we are definitely going to have friends of Next Chat Africa on as special guests. And I think you know anything that you guys feel comfortable talking about, and that's why I'm saying we'll tap into the fact that you've done HR Social Hour, and it may be at 3 a.m. your time. <laughs> I will get up for you. We will coffee. get up for you, I we, we will, we will be, really appreciate that. So yeah, so please, please yeah. look out for that, and that's what's new for Africa. I'm very excited, and yeah, happy. That's
1: that's so exciting, and yeah, whatever we can do to help promote it, and you know, let us know when it when you're about to go live because we can. Put, you know, we can push this out to to everybody to say, "Hey, first ever, join us."
0: Well, before we let you leave, we got to ask because you you told me before we started recording that this is also your first trip to Las Vegas. What has the experience been like for you? What do you think,
3: John? Can you believe I haven't done the strip yet?
0: No, I can't. At all. At all. At
3: all. How do you I, do that here? <laughs> Does <it> work? <laughs> I think, so Las Vegas, It's it's been a great, it's hot outside. Yes, okay, it is. Okay, it's hot and dry. It, yes. DC was humid, which I loved, so I could walk outside because there's a bit of, you know, you feel the, you don't feel as dehydrated as here. But I think... Um, I arrived on Friday evening and then I had the, the you know the the veterans at work program so I've been that busy then there were the, then there were evenings where I was feeling like I was a bit jet lagged so I'd needed to kind of adjust my body clock but tomorrow <laughs> I'm on that strip and I need to find cake boss Apparently there is one in Las Vegas. There, Buddy's it, Buddy's restaurant. Right there. across yes. from the right yes. across from the Treasure Island. Yes, yeah, it's, it's okay. in the Venetian. Yep. Yes. So that's my goal, and um, nice. I heard about there's a restaurant um, that has like the monster, like a monstrous burger. I need to at least go there and have is
1: that black and have tap, that. Maybe
3: um, check with Charlene Lobby uh-huh.
1: because she was talking about a burger that she's going to go see, and she showed me a picture of it, and it looks fabulous. Yes.
3: <laughs> so that's definitely what. So I'll that be might doing. be it. I don't know for so, sure. Tomorrow after Next Chat, I'm definitely going to explore Las Vegas a little bit more because I'm here. I'll, I'll be here for another 12 sure. hours. Yeah, Okay. So awesome. Yeah, oh, that be to, fun. Yeah. I'm very happy to have done um, the West Coast.
0: Well, Mafota, uh, maybe some of those folks that didn't hear your uh, interview with us last year, now that they've heard you, and especially being a, that you're speaking, that you're getting ready to launch uh, Next Chat uh, Africa and some of those things going on, for those listeners that aren't following you, you know, how's the best way for them to reach you out there?
3: So, yes, um, I am at MoFota, so thankfully, again, you're going to um, spell that um, on on the… We will. Yes, um, on Twitter. I'm really happy and keen to connect with people on LinkedIn. I'm also on Instagram, on, on Facebook, although those are private accounts. So my preference really is let's follow each other and engage on Twitter. Let's connect professionally on LinkedIn.
0: Great the photo again, it was wonderful seeing you, and we wish you all the safest travels home when you thank when you, you. wrap yes. up. We hope you enjoy that we find that burger, yes, and yes. you, you find the cake boss, yes. and uh, we will see you next year.
3: Thank you yes. very much. It was lovely touching to you, John and Wendy. All the best. Thank, 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 you. You. thank
0: you. Cheers. Well, we are here once again with one of our international friends. We have Anish Erevin with us. Uh, Anisha, it's great to see you after a year, my friend. Uh, Absolutely, it's you are, great
4: to see you too. Yes. See you both. You are mm-hmm. king of the
0: selfies, and you have <laughs> what I think would probably be the longest strip of ribbons of anybody here. Oh. But I think it's, it's a good challenge. But you have—we're uh, we going to talk a little bit about what's been going on last year. But you have hit a milestone that I think Wendy and I have both hit, or, or I'm, I'm hitting. Uh, so soon it's a too. It Makes it a triode. Something like that. <laughs> yes. But, but congratulations on 20 years. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, thank you. Uh, so what? what has changed you know, as you look back on your career in this 20 years what do you think has been the biggest change or what, what's what been really exciting to see change
4: it's funny that you ask uh, John and Wendy um, uh, it, it's really funny that you ask uh, um, see, one of the major things that I've seen is that uh, see I passed out in 1999 the textbooks that I was taught were all uh, written back in the 70s or 80s oh. and uh, the brain science and the the uh, things on neuroscience and stuff that was there at that point of time was not that much advanced and after 2000 they've gone like advanced in leaps and bounds sure. so a lot of the stuff that we believe to be true in the 90s has been turned upside down and that has a great implications on HR area yep. and um, let's say neuroplasticity and how we can impact learning sure. methodology. so that I'm seeing as a huge change and I'm uh, in, in my place, I'm seeing people falling back on the, uh, no, no, that's not how it is, but there's evidence that proves otherwise. It's very, very interesting journey ahead, so looking forward to that.
1: Yeah.
0: From a technology standpoint, how has it changed?
4: From a technology standpoint, I think um, uh, from when we started, they were trying to build everything into one platform. Uh, so I'm talking about the early 2000s when I was mm-hmm. into the HR tech with Oracle and all the stuff. I, I remember designing um, Oracle HRMS system for the, the first company I worked for. Then it was all about getting everything into one platform. Right now, last maybe couple of years, you have APIs that have advanced to a level that you don't really need to have everything. On. You can actually mix and match things mm-hmm. because the integration, if I may use that word, yes. um, is kind of seamless, right. and you really don't um, are not worried about having everything into one platform. You can pick and choose, and uh, that is implications for um, you know, HR folks, and especially around the learning and uh, employee experience space.
0: So.
1: And it's nice now to be able to to have that seamless conversion between the software, so you can pick the best of the best, Absolutely. and you don't have to settle for. Well, they're really good at this, but they're not so good at this. Um, but there's, I, I, and I'm starting to see more kind of shift the back to, oh, maybe we should have one. And they're kind of, there's, there's a lot of balance going back and forth. So it's going to be interesting to see where it comes.
4: Very, good very interesting.
1: interesting. So. Anish, let's catch up. What's been new in the past year?
4: Huh, there's some <coughs> exciting stuff. I had kind of hit upon, um, I, I don't know if I discussed this last year when we talked. There is a model where I have worked, um, started working with the small and medium enterprises back home, wherein uh, and, uh, we realized that SME can spend up to this much amount on the HR cost. And um, that meant that if I don't give... Uh, an offering around that amount of, of, of per month, I can't. Uh, I can't reach out to the SME. So we've hit up on a model where I place a kind of a pressure talent into the SME uh, full time. I go in and support them once a week or twice a week. So that means the overall cost remains. Uh, so that depending on my because I'm the higher cost in the thing because of experience yeah. and that. So I come in and that has hit up really well. Uh, and uh, so I'm in a mode of having to pick and choose clients now. So I can, that, nice. that's a really thing to do yes. in, uh, into the fifth year. And of course, 20th year has been very, very exciting. Awesome. So that's been the, and I'm really excited about um, that opportunity and people and uh, clients are uh, spreading the uh, the good things through word of mouth of so getting more and more people back to us. So thank God.
1: Awesome.
0: While we know the, the laws and reg- legislation and things are different in yes, India, the, the, yeah. have there been any major changes or policies that have come out in the last year that are impacting your business?
4: Uh, not really from the uh, ma- the small business perspective, are, but what we are looking forward to, are the, the labor laws in India are going to get coded into four different sets of codes. Okay. There are now, right now, around 44 different labor laws, wow. all complicated, and um, there's been some talks and um, and uh, some steps taken to get all of them coded into four different areas. Yep. So uh, we're hoping that that will happen this uh, year, and that means. Um, to to me, how I look at it is right now. Anybody who is looking at laws was to kind of prevent, and you're looking at a compliance perspective. My approach, and I think HR should approach, is that you should look at going above the laws. So the moment somebody goes above the law you're not worried about complying perspective. You're you're worried about making it, uh, uh, let's say, into an experience for the employee, and you can attract employees in that mode. Let's more like what um, uh, Blake had uh, to oh, talked sure. today, saying yeah. that you start with the purpose, and you. You you you're giving more to the employees, yeah. and you you end yeah. up again uh, rhymed again yesterday by Vinitha. You uh, put your employees first, and awesome. so, so that's the uh, mode uh, which I feel uh, we can all, all catalyze.
0: Now that forty-four to four is is that forty-four is that regional or is it more classification? Can you maybe talk a little? Uh, it's fascinating. You yeah. would go from so many to so few. Right. <laughs> if
4: i bring in regional that'll be slightly more because okay. 44 is on a national plus regional kind of a scale okay. but there are minor regional ones and then as well that will come up but what they've done is um, they've put all the uh, social security into one this is all related to the uh, wages part into another so like okay. they've they've kind of um, otherwise what is currently happening is for let's say the definition of wage... It will be covered in about ten of these laws, and each will have slight differences across these. And that will end up into litigations going for longer periods of time. So more,
1: rather than consolidating, you're kind of putting things where they belong and
4: And making it easier. Easier to. And and technology there has actually been very. I mean, it's been playing a very significant role because it's ensuring compliance better because we know for example if I if if I me as a compliance team has not filed a return my CEO can get an SMS oh, Okay. in okay, that, that kind of a level, which was not the case in the past. Now, in the last uh, seven, eight years, it's been there. So okay. some of the major labor laws, the compliance, so that means it's, it's better. Yeah. And, and again, when, uh, it, to employers, a better place to use it in the more, more um, above the labor law perspective. Okay, this is the thing. Can I go above and, and, and get a better return from the employees? So, let's like say there are um, there's a law called provident uh, fund, which is it's more similar to our uh, 401k here. Okay. okay. So, um, uh, if we can use that as a long-term thing for employees, uh, that means you're using a labor law to retain employees for longer term, which of course has business value for sure. any business. Right, right, uh, right, right. So so yeah. you need to be creative enough to put it in that manner. So may not, say, uh, uh, the employees in the first uh, five years may not be worried about savings too much. They might want more cash in hand. Right. Whereas somebody after marriage, maybe 10 years plus, would want, so they would want to do, and this is a very good, interesting yeah. way to save mm-hmm. long term. Interesting. So that's yeah. the perspective and... Um, very good opportunities for HR folks to kind of catalyze some of these moments.
1: Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, any plans for the upcoming year?
4: I have a... Um, see, HR, of course, this the new piece that will run mm-hmm. this year as well. I've been thinking about creating some um, portions around uh, social media. And um, because, again, thanks to all sure. of you and uh, Shem and Shem uh-huh. India and other places, we've been following social media and the possibilities for the last five years or so. I have hit upon uh, an area where we can use content uh, for generating results for any business. Okay. So want to put it out as a model where, uh, suppose uh, John Wendy has a particular result in mind, I come in and say, okay, I will take a retainer cost for... Um, Giving you my time, but I take the majority of the cost. Let's say 80 to 75 to 80 percent of the cost after I give you that percent. Oh,
1: okay. How does it sound? Yeah, it's interesting. So it,
4: it's kind of irresistible for from a digital perspective mm-hmm. because right now a lot of the uh, folks on digital marketing would would um, would say, okay, you give me the money first mm-hmm. and then. Right. Uh, so, I mean, this this may not sound HR, but it, it, it's, it's something <laughs> that I've been following and I've seen. Yeah. And, it, and, and to me, I want to start off with, an, in the last couple of years, I piloted it with some of my existing clients around employee engagement and also uh, attracting talent. Okay. And it started generating uh, results. Right. For example, if you want uh, a client of mine want 100 people to be hired, maybe 25 of them is hired through their own content mm. uh, via social media. Hmm. So, so I help them uh generate the popularity for their purpose across the social channels using employee advocates as the content provider so you, you you're not kind of uh sure. outsourcing <laughs> that so it's it's wow. a two three so that's something that i'm um i've i've maybe i've not risked going about sure. and um with this next year I'm going to kind of i'm ready, i think
1: awesome. <laughs>
0: Well, we, we can't let you leave without asking about Vegas. Uh yep. How how has the how has the conference been? And yeah. have you been to Las Vegas before? Or you know, kind of what's your experience been like?
4: Yeah, I've been to Vegas in two thousand fifteen okay. for okay. the Eastern oh, conference. The show yes, yes, I, that was an exciting time as well. I met uh, Marcus Buckingham and all these people then. Okay. So this is the second visit. So I kind of knew the place. So um, I, I think I knew what all like could do I mean it should mm-hmm. concentrate on so I spent a lot of time with the bloggers this time got into a lot of good conversations good uh, so I had marked my sessions thanks to the uh, Shrem app let's say okay general sessions I was really looking forward to listen to Brené Brown and that was a mind-blowing session yeah. and uh, there were a lot of things I was tweeting and I'll maybe go back and uh, make a blog post about that so I think it was conversations that I uh, was able to start off from this, um, uh, starting off from the bloggers' launch, but then extending across to uh, the other areas. So it was really awesome. exciting, and of course the uh, after parties and the evening. <laughs> of course, I mean and those were exciting as, as well. So really, uh, of course, I'm I'm sorry to have missed the social hour piece, but looking forward to it next year.
0: <laughs> yeah, so it was very good, very very good. Wonderful. Great. Well, Anish, again, we're, we're thrilled to be able to spend some time together. And maybe the, there might be some listeners to this episode that didn't hear you last year. How do they reach you out there on social media? And, and you are very findable on social media. You're yes. probably yes. the most photographed HR professional I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. What's the best way for them to reach you out there?
4: Uh, for me, Twitter is the best way to reach me. On uh, Instagram, I've been toying around for some time, especially because of the pictures. Yeah, because um, uh, the, even my wild, wildlife photography pictures also get into Instagram. So, uh, and LinkedIn has been the next one and then Facebook. So Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn in that, in, uh, is, a, is a place now. All of course, Google, the,
0: once they get the name, they, they should get to me. <laughs> well, we'll put, the, we'll put them in the show notes so they don't have to look too hard. But, but again, yeah. my friend, it's great to see you. We wish you safe travels home, and we'll yeah. see you next year. Thanks, Dan. Yeah. You've been Thank great. You. And I
4: look forward to following you all and, and, and hearing exciting stuff from the two of you. Yeah. Thank, yep. you. Thank you. Thanks. All the best.
0: Well, Wendy, absolutely a joy to talk to all of our friends and, again, learn from them, learn that things are not so much different regardless of where we are. I'm really excited for a couple of things that they talked about, particularly photo with Next Chat Africa. I think that just sounds like a tremendous opportunity yes. and hopefully we can support her as best we can. And I know Anish has some social media content, things that hopefully we can help with as well. And a tremendous amount of fun as always.
1: Yes, it was. Definitely loved catching up with them. Keep an eye out because you know we'll be promoting Next Chat Africa for sure.
0: Well, Wendy, they shared their contact information in their individual yeah. interviews What's the best way for the listeners to find you out there?
1: Best way to find me is always on my blog, mydailyjourney.com. Daily is D as in dog, A-I-L-E-Y. And of course, the fourth Sunday of each month on Twitter as part of our monthly Twitter chat. 7 p.m. HR Social Hour is the hashtag. How about you?
0: Easiest way to find me, hrsocialhourpodcast.podbean.com. You go to the left hand top side of the screen you'll see three little lines open that up you'll get access to all my social media accounts you can also find previous episodes like episode 22 and 23 with the international friends from last year, if you've not listened to those shows, highly recommend that you do. It's a great opportunity to get to know people in a different way. And while we know things are not that much different, hearing some of the things that they're into and such was a tremendous amount of fun. And while you're there, make sure you rate, review. You can follow us. Anything you can do to help boost the signal, we always appreciate. Wendy, just a, I think a great way to cap off Sherm nineteen. And so for the HR Social Hour half hour podcast, I'm John,
1: and I'm Wendy. And as always, be sure to connect
0: give back and network. Network. Take care, everybody.
1: We'll see you soon.